It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francina Hallris. Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed. All too often, we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills. From anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.coachtatefoundation.com. And oh, by the way, thank you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back, listeners. Our topic today is pass it on to the next generation. And our scripture is Psalm 78. Four through seven. An excerpt from the writing of Jonathan Williams is passing the baton to the next generation reads as such. Psalm 78 champions the truth that the older members of God's community are called to pass their faith to the next generation. It carries the idea of passing the baton of faith to children who then teach their children as well so that they should hope in God and remember his works. We will not conceal them from their children, but tell to them the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. For God has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children, that the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children, that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. That's Psalm 78, verses 4 through 7. The heart of this psalm, listeners, finds room to breathe as older believers pass their faith on to the next generation. When this is done, listeners, This beautiful vision is fleshed out. The fruit is evident in the text itself. The next generation will know God's commands. They will set their hope in God. They will remember God's works. 
they will obey him. Their hearts will remain steadfast, and their spirits will prove faithful to God. Now, listeners, is this not our prayer for young people today? The older generation can have the needed influence on the spiritual state of young people today. Amen. Now, listeners, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we return, you will hear highlights of my conversation with three of our NBA Hall of Fame players who are legacy leaders by example as they pass it on to our next generation, sharing their story. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Executive Director Demetrius Mamrys of the Coach Tape Foundation. We are so excited to bring you the Hall of Fame basketball camp on June 23rd and 24th at McDowell High School in Marion, North Carolina. We'll be having a meet and greet on Friday, June 23rd, where you'll be able to meet the Hall of Famers along with getting food and beverages from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. On Saturday, June 24th, the mini camp kicks off from 8 a.m. and goes till 12 p.m. Then there will be lunch and the closing ceremony. Make plans to be there as the camp is free for the campers. See you this weekend. God bless. Well, hello, Mr. Logan, and thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to be with us today on Empower Family. Uh, thank you for calling me up. I'm glad to be there, glad to be here. Praise God. Well, I tell you, it's such an honor at this time of year, and uh, I guess before we get started, I'd like to say congratulations on your uh, achievement into the NBA Hall of Fame. I appreciate that. Happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a great time uh, yes, it is. Uh, to be here. And yes. uh, I know your schedule's very busy, but I wanted to, uh, if we take a moment to share with our listeners, you know, you're a leader by example. And that's yes. what the Coach Tate Foundation is recognizing next week at McDowell High is okay. leaders by example who have been through the struggles, the victories, and the you know, challenges of life. And we would like to share with our listeners your journey from your humble beginnings in Western North Carolina to the walk of the Hall of Fame. Please, Mr. Logan. Well, I, I like first. I like to give God the great, give God the credit, because well, well, for Jesus Christ coming into my life, I wouldn't be here today. But I thank God for allowing me to be a part of this this uh, uh, thing that we have for the kids. Speak to the kids about uh, my life. I, I, I first graduated from an all black school here in here in Western North Carolina. It called the Steve Lee High School, and we won the state championship in '64. And then I got drafted by Western Carolina University to go to the college at Western Carolina. I went there and I made all the work for. Four years, I led the country in scoring with 38.7 points a game. And I left Western Carolina and went into the pros, and I got hurt playing. I signed a contract in the pros. I got hurt. I played with Oakland. Oakland won the championship my first year. They removed the Washington with the Washington Caps and then Virginia Squires. And I got hurt at Virginia, and I couldn't play. I had retired at 25 years old. I had retired from playing basketball. And I thought basketball was going to be my life. My lifetime, but it wasn't. Wow. 
Wow. And so that was how many years total did you spend in the NBA? Three Before years. You, two uh, years? I, well, two years and a half because I got hurt my last year. I got hurt two years in a row. But my last year, my, final, my third year was my final hurt. I had five, 15 operations on my left knee, right knee. And then you got the kneecap. And I tell you, and so the, the, the experiences that, that those two and a half years uh, uh, afforded you an opportunity to win, to learn about what it means to win and lose and to yes, have victories and challenges. Could you share a brief uh, synopsis of that as far as your career and what that meant in ups and downs and you still move well, forward? Well, it, it, it really hurt me. Because I thought basketball, I was going to play basketball for about 12 or 15 years in the pros. And I got hurt my second year. Mm-hmm. And like I was telling you the other, uh, last time we talked, I went through high school and college and couldn't read or write. They let me through because of my basketball ability. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, you know, I didn't take a bad, and I didn't know that. But I, because I, my sister, she graduated from Michigan University, went eight years, and became a pharmacist. She was the head pharmacist. If the gene was in us, it was in both of us. But I, t- I thought basketball and running around with women is the only thing I needed. But I, and after I got hurt and came back to North Carolina, they wouldn't give me a good job. So I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I just went out of my mind and started doing things that I shouldn't, have, shouldn't do. And I got saved in 1979. And I asked God, I said, God, I don't want nobody to tell me about your word because I tried to kill myself several times because mm-hmm. of the, the, the relax I had in my life. And I asked God in 1979 that I wanted to read his word for myself. I didn't want nobody to tell me about it because people, when I go, went and got my license, they used to read it to me. And I, you know, and I sit down and get my license that way, but I wanted to read myself. So I asked God to teach me how to read. And I learned, I spent four years. All I did was read the Bible, and now I read everything. I can read and write and do it all, everything well, do it well. And I just thank well, God for the opportunity. Well, I tell you, I am so honored to honor you and, and uh, as we pay it forward with our next generation because we, can, we have so many tenets and life lessons to learn just from your story, your yes. journey to but, the but, Hall of Fame, but God. Yeah, all things are possible. Uh, with, with God, that's all we need. Put Jesus Christ first in our life and go from there. And he will help us, even in, especially when we get down like I was, you know, trying to kill myself. If I had killed myself, I'd end up in hell. But I got saved before. God God had the, the, the man that you talked to named Odd White. I got yeah. his pastor came to my house after I tried to kill myself that night. His pastor came down out. He came with his pastor, and uh, I got saved. Amen. Amen. And, you know, what a testimony. And I just see the light of God just shining all over this story because so many of our not only sports uh, professional players, this young generation, they're just beginning the journey you've always already walked on. Yeah. And just to learn that you're going to win and you're going to lose. Yeah. But how important is the inside, you know, the internal being of a person such as uh, yourself and your values and the family values that you grew up with? You had a choice to make. Yes. And you made a choice. You made a choice, yes. And I thought the choice 
run around with mess with different women and playing basketball. But life is more than that. Amen. You, you put Jesus Christ first in your life, put your family second, and give your faith how you want to live your life. But you have to have God in your life. Even though you don't have, even if you, if you don't have God and you think you're successful, it's not so, it's not true. You have to have Jesus Christ in your life so you can know the, the value of life. No, yes. without God, you don't know the value. You don't know the value because you don't know. You think you're doing. You think you're doing everything right, and and you're doing everything wrong. You have to have Jesus Christ in your life during this time. And that's why I want to tell young people. That's why I can't wait to Saturday. Put yeah. Christ in your life when you're young. I was 35 yeah. years old. When Amen. I got saved. You need My God Lord. when you you need God when you're young. So you can learn how to take care of yourself and do the right thing. And you might know, think you know how to take care of yourself without, without the help of God, but you don't. Amen. And 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 Mr. Logan, to that point, how important is the role of of our parents today? Oh, very important, especially saved parents. <laughs> yeah. If you're not, you don't have saved parents. It's just the same thing. You go, you just go through emotions. But you have to have parents that are saved. But if they're not saved, you always listen to your parents. And I always listen to my mother because she raised me herself. My mother and my and, and my grandmother, they raised me. I did not know I had, I didn't know my daddy, but my mother and grandmother raised me and they were they were Christian people. Yes. Yes. And it reminds me your story when you when you share that with our listeners is the Bible says if you train a child up in the way when they should go, when they get old they won't depart. And the Bible says, seek me first in the kingdom of God. All these things be added unto you. And it will if you seek him first. Amen. Amen. And I know sometimes on the journey, on the life's journey, uh, especially in our professional sports, such as you've uh, encountered, I can't wait you share more next week. I, I can't wait. Giving, praise God. Yeah, <laughs> praise save, God. We're giving highlights things. today. Yeah, I'm trying to save, trying to save to next week because, I want people to see my expression and see me and, and learn the truth. God is God is the truth. Amen. Amen, Mr. Logan. And I tell you, I thank you so much, and we look forward to it. I work together because uh, we've got to pay it forward Amen. for the next generation. Amen. Amen. These kids need to, need to lead. I, and I'll share this with you. You know, the story is uh, we've got the plan. Uh, and if we fail to plan, we, we plan to fail. Yes, and uh, we've, we've got to learn from our elders, yes, yourself, those that have been there, so we can be that bridge over yes. troubled waters. Yes. It's, it's trouble out here for the kids. But I'm excited yes. that you, that word retire don't exist, does it? We no, keep no. going. No, we have to. We have to. I'm 78 years old. I, I feel that I feel, God still has going to use me like he used me with. So you called me up and asked me to do that program. It's, it's God bless. It's yes, blessed. and it's time. It's, it's now is the appointed time for yes. all of us to come together because yes. they always say the song in church. I'm sure you remember. A saint is just a sinner who yes. fell down but got yes. back up again. Yes. Got back up again. And Amen. And like you said, if you obey your parents and do what your parents say, and I pray that. Every young person's parents are saved and know Jesus Christ as their person to save you. And then you can go from there. But you have to put them, you have to put God first and then your family. And then you do your, your 
your attitude, your career, you have to put that third and let God work with you through that. Amen. Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm going to leave it right there, Mr. Logan, because we've got much more to share with our listeners. Amen. They'll hear from you directly Amen. next week at McDowell High Marion. And God Amen. bless you. And, and I can't you. wait to look forward on okay, the pathway you. forward together. And God bless you. Have a great day. And you take too. care of yourself now. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, hello, Mr. Powell, and thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to join us today on Empower Family. Well, thank you for having me. Well, I tell you, it's uh, in order for us to congratulate you on your most recent notable achievement into the NBA Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you so much. I'm very humbled. Uh, Yes. Have been elected yeah, to the Morganton Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. well, thank you. Thank you. And that's Burke County, North Carolina. Burke County, Morganton, North Carolina. That includes all the boroughs and Glen Alpines, the Oak Hills, the Drexels, and all. I guess top of the line in this area. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah, and I like how you speak into that microphone so our listeners can hear you clearly. And also, before we get into the questions, is Happy Father's Day. Thank you so much. Appreciate happy it. Father's Day. Right. And uh, I know our time is, long, uh, is not uh, very long today, but we are honored at the Coach Tate Foundation to be able to recognize you and uh, Mr. Logan and uh, Buzz Peterson and Ron Housley as our first uh honorees for the Leader by Example Champion Award next week at McDowell High. And Mm -hmm. our listeners have submitted a few questions that they'd like to hear from you on what your journey was like, your humble beginnings. Can you share with our listeners what that humble beginnings in Western North Carolina looked like for you? And then what's your journey to the NBA Hall of Fame? How did it happen? Well, you know, it uh, it was never really destined that uh, I was going to go to the NBA, but uh, I started out as a, a baseball player, and uh, misfortunately enough, I broke my arm and had to wear a cast for about eight months, and uh, after I got that off, the doctor gave me a, a basketball and told me, you know, to go home. And that was sort of like therapy. We didn't have the physical therapists and people like that back in them days. So uh, as I gradually progressed and, and my arms started getting stronger and stuff, uh, the love of the game just sort of dawned on me. I turned on the TV and see what Chamberlain and Bill Russell and all these guys playing basketball. And for some reason, as a kid, as a vision, it, it uh, seemed possible. So with the help of uh, a lot of the community people that uh, took time to uh, enlighten me or encourage me, uh, it just all started to fall in place. And mm-hmm. see, there's a gentleman like in McDowell County, uh, he's, he's passed on, Mr. Ken Brackett saw the vision better than I did because in the off season we played against Marion, but then in the off season he'd come down here and pick me up and take me to Marion and we'd get up there and play ball and stuff. 
But uh, it was, you know, a poor kid rising, you know, like this rising from the bottom and get right in and got into the middle, more or less. But yes, yes, but it's so fulfilling. It was very self-fulfilling. And you went on to play for, was it the Philadelphia 76ers? Yeah, I played with the Sixers for about five or six months, and uh, I hurt my foot, and I went back to school for maybe about a half semester, and then this league developed over in Europe. I went to Europe and uh, toured over in Europe, Germany, Switzerland, Spain, Belgium, Israel. So it was the International Basketball League. I played for them for two years, Sting before coming back to Morganton. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, that is, uh, that is uh, we don't have enough time today, but that international piece, you know, the walk to the Hall of Fame wasn't easy, was it, Jimmy? No, it was not. No, it was not. I mean, it was questionable by maybe some of the voters and stuff like that, but, I mean, you know, the love and, the you know the kids and the folks that that come back and tell you that that you enlightened their life and uh you know that that you enlighten them and and uh it's just self fulfilling but then you know some of the voters hearing your name ring out all the time they say well we've got to give this man his just dues so it wasn't a matter of just waiting until I passed before they recognized me, but they recognized me, you know, prior to that. And it's just overjoyed. I'm just overjoyed. You know, I, I am just honored and so proud of you, you know, being a Burke County girl myself and a Western North Carolina girl. It is just such an honor to know uh, what richness we have right there in our community to pay it forward for the next generation. You've traveled internationally, Germany, Switzerland, all behind the sport and the gift you were given Amen. to play basketball. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Then how did that play in your education along the journey to uh, the NBA as, as far as educating on other cultures in sports? Well, I mean, you know, uh, it was it, it uh, was the education within itself because, like you say, because of cultures, getting used to the food, getting used to, you know, the time change, uh, meeting some of the people in the communities and stuff like that. I mean, it, it was very, very educational to an extreme because, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't like going from here to Drexel or going from there to Glen Alpine. You cross oceans. <laughs> you mi- you miles and miles and miles away from your actual environment. So I mean, <laughs> had to grow up quick. Yes. I got this phone ringing. They didn't call back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No problem. Well, I, I appreciate your sharing that with us because as we look at NBA today versus what it was back in the older days, you know, the international scene has really become front and center from the countries itself desiring to bring in the United States NBA players over yeah. to their countries to educate their population on the game. Is that correct? 
That is very much so correct. Yes, uh, they are, you know, they are coming here, and a lot of the countries over there are inviting us to come over there. And the monetary part of it now is far more lucrative because of the demands of having, you know, people from the United States and foreign countries and from Switzerland and Poland and places like that, having them here in the United States. I mean, as you just seen, Denver Nuggets, you know. Yeah. I mean, talent talent is just more abundant. The kids are much taller, much stronger, run a lot faster. So, I mean, you know, everything has changed. So, I mean, it's a good change. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And that's, you know, the fundamentals of the world, you know, even in Morganton and Burke County and West North Carolina, we've got a very, very multicultural population there. And it's reflected really in our sports. And I I appreciate your sharing. And there's so much more we can talk about, about the international aspect that's uh, front and center today in our national sports Mm -hmm. uh, and professional sports. And so uh, that education is is going to be uh, very key as someone that's been there and done that and can pay it forward to this next generation of NBA drafts that may be recruited at some point overseas. Uh, That Mm -hmm. wisdom is important to pay it forward, is it not? Oh, yeah, pass it on, pass it on, you know. Yeah, I mean, just to see a twinkle or a gleam in someone's eye just by taking time to talk to them to let them know that, I mean, you know, it wasn't a bed of roses then and it's not now, but just giving them a little inspiration and, uh, you know, just a kind word. I mean, it goes a long way. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And uh, we've uh, looked at uh, a lot of them and worked with a lot of the players, as you know, in the NFL for the past uh, 12 years at Coach Tate Foundation, the National Football Mm -hmm. League, and Mm-hmm. And now we're expanding more in uh, uh, the NBA and all sports, soccer and golf and other academies coming up because sports okay. is a key uh, educational tool in our communities. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what we'd like to also empower our families with is, you know, about winning and losing that's at right. the core. You win some and you lose some. Is that yeah, right, that's Mr. That's exactly Powell? right. That's exactly right. Every day is not your day, but, I mean, as long as you feel self-satisfied knowing that you gave your all, sometimes you come up a little short. But, hey, same time, too, prepare and go back to war. That's right. Don't leave nothing Don't leave nothing on the floor except the uh, inspiration and, and uh, the competitiveness. It makes you better. Yeah, without yes. a doubt. Yes. Yes, and I, I, I really like that about uh, uh, the game and mm-hmm. leaders, uh, by example, who've come through the walk to the Hall of Fame. You understand mm-hmm. how to fail forward. That's exactly and, right. Uh, and one of the questions we have here from our listeners on failing forward is, uh, how important do you think learning how to fail forward is essential in the NBA and any professional sports going forward, realizing that you're not going to always win the game. 
yeah, and be well, the highest score. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, you know, life itself, uh, it, it it develops a form of a character, but uh, life itself, you know, every day is not going to be the same day. What happened five minutes ago ain't got nothing to do with what's going on now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, learning from your ups and downs, not to repeat yourself, but to move forward. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, it it it, it uh, definitely uh, is a character builder, more or less. Character builder, I like that. A character mm-hmm. builder, That's I like right. that. That yeah. that's very very important. Character, um, and you certainly exhibit the character uh, that uh, you have certainly led by example over the careers and leading today back in the community. And one of the other questions we have here, Mr. Powell, before we wrap mm-hmm. up our chat. Yes, ma'am. Is, Absolutely. Is how important along your journey, and even today, is your faith in God and family. And mm-hmm. how important was that on your journey and how to pay it forward? to the next generation of the importance of God first and family. Oh, yes. Hey, hey, uh, what talents or blessings that are bestowed you is definitely a man greater and a spirit that uh, inspires and uplifts you to try to do better. Sometimes when you're down, you can always call them. That's where the, the faith part comes in. You know, things hopeful but not yet seen. But that's a hey, mm. that's that's the part of it that uh you know, like I say, God first family and uh, just trying to direct the kids, you know, lead the path, cut the trees out of the path, give them yeah. a direction to go. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. doubt. I'm so glad to hear you say that, and we're honored because so many of the kids today don't have those leaders that can help them help guide them and cut them trees down so they can have a clear path to the goal that's um, achieved. So I I really appreciate that one. Uh, The next question is, what is your greatest lesson learned when you won many games and when you had challenges and lost games? What were your lessons learned that you can share with our listeners today? Well, um, the lesson is taught that, like, if you woke up this morning and you put two feet on the ground, hey, you're doing better than a lot of folks. But it's not about competing with folks, but it's just walking with with the upright spirit and my head up high and uh, just knowing that, that – uh, the talent and the blessing that was bestowed me was from a power far greater than myself. So, you know, hey, you keep your head up. Just keep on going and, and learn from your mistakes, you know. Hey, mm-hmm. Learn from your mistakes. Yeah, just look forward. Look forward and learn from your mistakes because we're going to make them. And we just Amen. need to learn and move forward. And that's the greatest challenge Everybody's been taught to win, 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 score, score, no, score. No, well, they're being misled in the wrong direction because, uh, like you say, you're not going to win them all. And, and uh, you know, team sports are character builders as well. 
but individual sports like golf and tennis and stuff like that, hey, you're going to find out there's always someone somewhere that might have just a little more pep than you, so you got to go get your pep on their pep level. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I like that uh, word team because we're always looking at uh, transitioning. I you know, grew up in sports with my dad, and and uh, he always talked about how what you learn in sports and how to play the game. You, right, you're part right. of a team. There's no I in team. That's and right. in in the workforce today, <clears throat> you've got to learn how to play as a team member. Do you see that been a good transition from sports to life skills? Is learning oh, yeah. how to Oh yeah, well you know you, you just you you definitely got to learn. You know you can't pass the blame, but if everybody's putting their you know their true efforts into something to achieve something, it's amazing the things that you can achieve. You know, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's more than it takes more than one to push a mountain down. So. I mean, yeah, definitely the fellowship, camaraderie, and learning to trust. And that's that's the key element right there. Trust. Is trust trust somebody. That's right. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And and Mr. Powell, I know we've got a, a few more minutes left, but this is one of the key elements of questions going into the 21st century of our national sports. Uh, in all areas, and particularly uh, the money. Uh, mm-hmm. It's all about the Benjamins, as they say, mm-hmm. when you get to the NBA. And yeah. so how important, uh, what can you share with our our generation going forward today in this area on the importance of understanding that they are a business? They are working as an employee for an employer, and how important those contracts are to get clear, understand what they're signing in order to secure their future. That's exactly right, because uh, as you find out, uh, I mean, they're always looking to get better. If you're not performing up to the expectations of uh, the company or the team, I mean, they got scouts and people out there looking to Fill your spot, you know. Mm. If you get hurt, they got somebody coming in. If you're not putting up the points, they got somebody coming in. And uh, like you say, to appreciate the business part, just like in life, you know, if you got a hundred dollars, you don't go out there and give every a hundred people a dollar. No, no, you take it and you invest it, and, yeah. and uh, you know, spend your money wisely. But see, you know, some folks just didn't have the, uh, you know, the more or less like someone there. I grew up poor, you know. I didn't know nothing about saving money or investing in money. So it took growing older to appreciate the little things that I have more so than just the glamour and the glory. Yeah. You know, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because that is a big tenant going forward as we've uh, uh, worked with uh, an NFL player, and it really caused our attention to focus on how can we as a as an organization, not Coach Tate Foundation, really help uh, some of these uh, be a lighthouse for those that need a trusted uh, advice on what they're signing, 
and That's how right. to ensure that their legal representation. You know, in the old days, uh, Mr. Powell, we used to say you need somebody to check the checkup. That's so, right. That's right. Know, That's right. Yeah. You know, and so we we need to have that little ace in the pocket of our families so that uh, Coach State Foundation has set up a little Children's Law and Justice Academy so that we can keep the light on uh, and ensure that our players are looking at the fact uh, that they could get hurt. There may be a $10 million, $100 million deal on the table, but what does that really mean? And uh, do you think that's a big tenant going forward that we should uh, really emphasize in all sports that are uh, – Paid working for someone? Uh, de- definitely so. Uh, you know, yeah, like, like you say, no one is irreplaceable. You, as long as you live, mm-hmm. there's always going to be somebody that they pick up that's moving around. Yeah. Well, I think this is great. I, I think we look at, at our assets and liabilities and with a community such as yourself. Uh, and or something. Say them right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, darling. Well, Thank you so fun. much, yeah. Mr. Powell. We'll see you next week. All right, now. Be blessed. Thank you. Have a good day. Right. Uh-huh. Well, hello, Mr. Housley, and thank you for taking time to be with us today to empower our families. Good morning. It's great to be with you as well. Well, I tell you what, before we start into our our talk, on behalf of all of us here, we want you to know at Empower Family and the Coach State Foundation, we we certainly congratulate you on your Legacy Hall of Fame achievement at McDowell High School, and I believe that was back in 2016, and also, Happy Father's Day, Mr. Housley. Thank you, and I am highly elated over the award and Father's Day. Um, I was just wishing my son, who is serving our country, out to see Happy Father's Day. So he's out to sea? Uh, Yes, ma'am. Well, that is wonderful. Always serving our country, and we're always in uh, gratitude for family members who are serving our country. So it sounds like you're having a great day. We won't hold you long and take thank you for taking the time today. But um, our listeners had a few questions for you, Mr. Housley, that um, they wanted you to share a little bit about your journey and your story uh, with your Western North Carolina humble beginnings um, to your Hall of Fame at McDowell High and beyond. You've had so many accomplishments beyond, and they just wanted to know if you could share just a few highlights of that with our listening audience today. Yes, ma'am. I started, I grew up in Old Fort, North Carolina, started playing, you know, Little League sports at an early age, and, you know, basketball became my favorite sport. And went on from there to, you know, middle school and did well, got to high school and began to be recruited by, you know, some of the top colleges, you know, in the country. And on from there, I went to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, where I studied 
uh, criminal justice and with a minor in political science with the emphasis in governmental politics. Wow. I mean, and that's just the beginning. Uh, what, a, what an honor uh, to have such talent come out of our good old hometown of North, the western part of our state of North Carolina. Thank you for sharing just a few highlights, and we look forward to hearing more next week at our uh, meet and greet camp uh, at the McDowell High School. Uh, Mr. Housel, the second question uh, that we have from our listeners for you particularly is um, life transitions happen. And with your background in security and protection and safety, internationally and nationally, how important do you see safety and security going forward with our sports, our professional sports players and coaches and their families as it it never was before? Can you share with our listener who – propose that question? Yes, it's very important on and off the court because off the court, you know, the players will have so many, you know, people that will attempt to, you know, not physically harm harm them, but, you know, social media harm, you know, you know, dealing with their character in the media as well. So it's up to, you know, the people in the public safety community to, you know, you know, protect those images and mentor these men and women, you know, as they move forward. Yes, and experts like yourself in the area, and I know we'll share more about that next week at the event of how your background experience lends itself to strategizing with our NBA players, especially these newcomers and their families. The threats and the risks are very high, like they never were before. So thank you for sharing that uh, answer with, with the listeners' questions here. Now, Mr. Housley, we also want to uh, ask you about the business entity. Uh, that's a question we, we asked Mr. Logan and Mr. Powell, and a lot of the professional sports uh, players and their families are dealing with contracts, lots of money, millions of dollars for their talent, their skill. And they have lost, some have lost everything they've earned. Is there any advice that you can share as far as how that involves security and safety of your well-being today like it never was before in the sports industry? Yeah, in the sports industry, you've got to have a good mentor and a good legal advisor and a good family member that, you know, understands, you know, reading the fine print because if not, you know, they're at a loss. Yes. 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 Well, thank you for that, uh, Mr. Housley. And we'll close on uh, this note uh, with any closing remarks you'd like to have. But uh, we always ask your greatest lessons learned. And we all know that in the game of sports, like we share with Mr. Logan and Mr. Powell, 
you win some and you lose some. And just uh, that's a life transition skill about winning and losing in life and understanding how to balance those two to learn how to play the game. What happens when you, Mr. Logan shared his story? He thought he was going to be in the NBA for 14 years, and he got hurt his second year. Took him totally out of the game, totally devastated. And we'll hear more about that later. What say you to our listeners in our close about learning to deal with life's challenges that we call failures today? Because it's a part of the game. Mr. Housley. A lot of the life challenges, you know, like she said, you win and you lose some. But, you know, when you lose, you really gain because you learn what you need to do at the next step in order to win. And I learned a lot of that from um, Mr. Logan and Mr. Powell as I was in high school because, you know, they both, you know, brought all of us together, not just my teammates here in McDowell County, but from Freedom High School to East Burke to RF Central, you know, and taught us how to, you know, communicate with each other and get along in the community and learn how to compete as well to make each other better teammates and players. Exactly, exactly. And when life's challenges hit and you're thrown out of one game, there's always another game to play with your skills and talent. Is that correct, Ms. Howard? That is correct. That's just like I left college and got into the field of law enforcement, which, you know, led me to work in the private industry and had me the opportunity to be able to be involved in the 1996 Olympic Games, working with a private client and, you know, with the city as they began to plan the Olympics as far as security-wise, being at the Fulton County District Attorney's Office, you know, one of our chief investigators had left and became the uh, Northern District Marshal of Georgia, and he brought a lot of us in to, you know, work some of the venues and help plan, you know, how things were going to go, whether it should be private security or bringing in other law enforcement from different states and cities that have already been trained and getting them certified in the state of Georgia to work, you know. And it worked out better that way because it kept a lot of, our uniformed police personnel active to answer call to the citizens of Fulton County. Well, yes, that, you know, this is, I admire your security uh, background and safety at the highest level in in our land. And we could talk all day and we're going to do that next week at uh, McDowell High. But uh, what I hear you saying to those who have the question about, you know, transitioning from wins to loses to losses and how to pay it forward and understanding the game is is contingency plans. And you know this in security. We must install contingency plans in case something happens, you get hurt, or, you know, you have death in the family. Life happens. Do you think going forward, uh, Mr. Housley, a, con- a built-in contingency plan, preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. 
is a key tenet to embrace in our academy? Yes, because I am a testimony for that. I've suffered a massive stroke in 2010, and it left me paralyzed on my left side, but it still has given me the opportunity to be here to talk about, you know, what I'm talking about today and continue to live my life and be of value to our youth and community. Well, you're a leader by example. You are definitely a leader by example, chosen to lead by example. And I love that about your story, and we're going to hold that uh, so you can reveal more of that next week. But that's a a key tenet going forward, listeners, from Mr. Housley, is uh, learning how to pay it forward. And uh, you're going to have life challenges and to have a contingency plan. And and life moves on. So, Mr. Housley, thanks for sharing that. And uh, the Special Needs Academy, and we we are rebranding that. So going forward, any closing remarks you'd like to have for our listeners today as we look at what it takes to be a leader by example and any advice you can share until next week? I appreciate your time today. Well, the key is staying focused and, you know, having faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. You know I've got to ask about the family. We all must know that this is empowering our families. How important, Mr. Housley, is family and your faith going forward? Family is very important. You know, my mom and dad are you know, up in age, and, you know, when I did have my demise, you know, I had a place to come home to, which was home, and my mother and father were, you know, still healthy and retired from their jobs in order to assist and help me. Amen. And that says it all right there, the role of the parents. And God bless your parents, Mr. and Mrs. Housley, for for being that leader by example every day. And this is such an inspiring story. I have to just bring it to a close here. We have a, a little bit more time left, but I want to let you know on behalf of the Coach Tate Foundation, we're uh, empowered by your being a part of our board uh, in 2023, our board members, and all the great work we're going to do together. The work is not done. It's a new day, it's a new game, and it's all for our next generation. Mr. Housley, your closing remarks, and we'll close this session. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there abroad, and stay blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Housley. Have a wonderful day with your family, and we'll see you next week. Okay. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners. Our closing poem for today is submitted by Reverend Henry Virgin of our Virginia of Virgin Island. And it reads as such. It's named Pass It On. Have you had a kindness shown? Pass it on. Twas not given for thee alone. Pass it on. Let it travel down the years. Let it wipe another's tears. Till in heaven the deed appears. 
Pass it on. Did you hear the loving words? Pass it on. Like the singing of a bird. Pass it on. Let its music live and grow. Let it cheer another's woe. You have reaped what others sow. Pass it on. Trod the sunshine of a smile. Pass it on. Staying but a little while. Pass it on. April brings a little thing. Still it wakes the flowers of spring. Makes the silent birds sing. Pass it on. Amen. Now listen, until next week, same time and same station, I am Francina Tate Hollerus, your hostess. family with the dynamic new book by Francina Holrus, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Holrus is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Hallress. Thank you for joining Francina Hallress on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week 